Welcome to Drunk With Friends, the podcast that goes off on more tangents than Boris Johnson. From the weird and wonderful to the down and dirty, no topic is off limits. <laughs> you are being too cold to easel, dude. I just Hello from the other side. <laughs> And that oh. is the level of effort. You're um, almost on the other side, Rosie. It's almost the weekend. Oh. Mm. We're getting there. No, I, I need to um up the energy. Up the like... ante. Yeah, exactly. And last week, we already also came out of like quite a week. That one was probably heavier for me, whereas this one's heavier for you. So so um, that's fine. Just have another sip of your beer, it's... which, you know. Yep. We're yeah. changing the protocol this episode. We have to tell people. Yeah, exactly. I've kind of let the team down a little bit, haven't I? Because mm. of my my, mm. la- my lack of prep again. But guys, I've been so busy. And I didn't go and get a, a fancy wine that I haven't had before. I've gone, I've gone for a San Miguel, haven't I? And by one, I mean four. Um, <laughs> but I just... <laughs> I just needed a beer and truth be told I had a bit of wine last night as well because you know it's been a busy week I just needed a little tipple and Mm -hmm. got a bit carried away so we're on on the beer tonight but Fran you have Mm -hmm. not let the team down you have gone for something rather unusual so I I have I was um very surprised to see it in my local Tesco's as you all know I'm a Tesco's gal Rosie's the co-op queen queen (laughs) <laughs> nice. Um, and I went for TikTok's favorite of COVID and Corona times 2020, which is White Claw, which is a hard seltzer. And Rosie wasn't aware of what this is. So basically, it's a sparkling water, essentially, but it's infused with alcohol and a flavor. So I've already had a raspberry and I have to say it's just quite delicious. I was surprised by it. And I'm now on the natural lime and it contains 4.5% alcohol, but it's basically just sparkling water so those boring people that have like a vodka soda and lime um, which there's nothing but that's my drink of it's choice on so the night boring. Out. so boring no one can tell me that that actually tastes good most people drink it because it gets you drunk well it yeah. it also <laughs> equally um gives you like the essential uh I, I can't think of the word vitamins no like water <laughs> Hydration. The word I was looking for is hydration. That you don't feel it as much so the next day. What's the alcohol in this the White Claw? Actually, I do not know, you know. Let me just have a quick look. Because um, White Claw for me is, I've seen it loads on social, TikTok and stuff like that. And it's like, it's American mm-hmm. basic white girl, isn't it? It is. It's super basic bitch and basically it says triple distilled spirit and it's got 95 calories a can so it's um, just spirit it's spirit the, it's the alcohol. ominous spirit yeah i don't know i i want to say it, it 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 tastes like a vodka because vodka itself is quite you know masked by whatever you flavor it with so i feel mm. like that could be it but i'm quite um i'm quite pleasantly surprised because i did not think i would like it as much Right, so what are we doing this week? We are going to talk about phobias this week. And this stemmed from a conversation Fran and I were having about, turns out a lot of phobias that Fran and I have. Phobias or just like really irrational fears. I think mine are a bit ridiculous, but I am who I am. So what we did, again, with, with previous episodes, we put a call out on social. So on our social, on Instagram, Drunk With Friends podcast. 
uh, we ask people to send us in their phobias. The weirder, the better. And my God, some of you are weird. Mm-hmm. We've had some really good ones back because I did think, oh, are people just, you know, like me, I'm, I'm scared of heights as well. Oh, big whoop. Everyone's scared of heights. But big whoop. There's <laughs> big whoop. There... <laughs> there's quite a few unusual ones. So we'll discuss that. And then we've also got um, a list once again from the lovely Internet, from the World Wide Web of phobias that exist that are quite unusual that we're going to dissect. Kick, kick it off, off Rosie. With... Yeah. Again, I just I'm, I think our friends are just a bit odd some of these I, I i'm not i'm just looking at them now some of them i'm like 100 i can get on board with that but i think they're more like fears than phobias mm-hmm. as such yeah um so the first one the edges of umbrellas getting caught in my eyelid i mean it's quite specific but i did once try and start a campaign in london a petition to ban umbrellas at rush hour so you know when and it was when I, mm, I know I, I i totally get this fear though because when i used to work in farringdon as did you as well mm-hmm. we when you come out of farringdon station and you almost get to like a bottleneck when you're going to whichever whichever direction you're going in and the amount when it's raining the amount of umbrellas that are, and we're quite tall so that at eye level and you get so furious and can you not can you just move your umbrella because you have to duck out of the way like it's hard being mm-hmm. tall basically is what i'm saying so I kind of get that one I I get it too it's not but again I would say that's like a, a fear versus like a unexplainable mm. phobia of sorts yeah maybe should we touch on some of ours first because yes. I think I think I mean where the original conversation came from I have mine tend to be all well I have loads actually it's quite ridiculous but the ones that get me is the paper the paper ones mm, so I'm with you on that one I'm, and I'm one of my earliest memories was in nursery somewhat like three three years old and mm-hmm. um, oh my headphones falling out there with about three years old and the the teacher turning the page as she's reading as a story and the the, the sound just sending a shudder through my entire body and ever since there's so many things that are like paper related if i've just washed my hands and dried mm-hmm. my hands and then i touch paper mm-hmm. nope can't do it cannot do it yeah um, or I have to put like moisturizer on before I touch the paper. But then the sound of two pieces of paper rubbing together. Mm-hmm. Um, also, new books, like the smell of a new book, it steals my oxygen. Like it, <laughs> it actually takes the oxygen from my body. And I just can't. And I don't know what it is, but it absolutely, ugh, it's given me, I've got goosebumps just thinking about it. That's what I would say a phobia is. It's that genuine, like you get a goosebump sensation and just like a whole body thing about mm. it. And tech. I think textures in general is, is another one. So you all, well, you all know, you, you know, velvet is like my biggest one. Um, velvet and sequins, but I did get forced to wear a sequin dress once, so I kind of got over that. But velvet, I just can't. It give it. It makes me feel sick when I touch mm. it. I get like a shivery feeling, and it makes me actually feel a bit physically sick. Mm-hmm. And some people don't get it. Like people have chased me wearing like velvet jackets and stuff. I'm like, oh, to like touch me because they find it funny. But I'm like, I will vom on you. I literally will vom on you. <laughs> so yeah, keep going if you want. So yeah, I, I, and I don't know what it is, but it must be it must be like a texture thing for me. Yeah, uh, we also both obviously have misophonia, which some Ugh. people did say on our Instagram as well. Just the, the the it's it's not really a fear of. It's more a absolute disgust at the sound of chewing drinking breathing kissing noises in our vicinity yeah not for me not for me I think we touched on it on a previous episode where I had to actually get off the the central line 
because mm-hmm. someone was chewing a sweet and you know how loud the central line is but someone was chewing a sweet near me and I was like I I want to punch you in the face so I need to remove <laughs> myself from the situation and I had to, I had to get off the tube yeah because it's I extreme near it but even from the age of about eight I, I wouldn't sit at the table with my family because it it was that bad I just infuriating yeah I have certain family members I I can stand to be around more when they're eating and drinking than others um it's really hard to explain the extremes of it but I think a lot of people actually have that I don't think that's an unusual one yeah well now it's fashionable as well like it's been given Mm. a label and I remember Mm -hmm. the day hearing about misophonia and being like I fucking told you all it's a thing it's not me being fussy it's literally a thing yep Anyway. Well, that's another that that brings us to my one that I've had since I was a kid. Again, several people wrote this in to Instagram, but I was about I don't know when it became an actual term that people use. That was maybe ten years ago or so. But it's trypophobia, and it's it's again I get disgusted by certain textures and clusters, and for me it boils up the most when it's on a human. So if a human has something on their skin, that's of some sort of texture or structure, i.e. like, I don't know. Did you watch Game of Thrones, Rosie? No. Well, there's lots of people who are listening have watched this, but there's a little girl on it that has this like scale um, disease and half of her face is scaly. And every time she came on the screen, I couldn't watch it because it genuinely gives me the same like gag reflex whole body shivers goosebumps thing an american horror story i think that's what it calls the show a few years ago they used trypophobia as one of their sort of artwork inspirations and all of their posters to promote the show and everything were filled with trypophobic images and that's when it suddenly became trendy for people to have it whereas i I've genuinely had it since I was a little girl. My dad used to make fun of me about it. And he used to like give me books and be like, oh, turn to page 46 or whatever. (laughs) This was even pre-internet internet. And then there would be like something on the page that's like, um, you know, even things under like a magnifying glass, like scientific things of like blood cells that are like that kind of stuff. It just, I can't deal with it. I have a theory that I've just discovered now because as I'm looking because we did get quite a few people say this and I mm-hmm. I'd not actually heard of it before so I had to google it and I can see I can see why I get I can kind of get on board with it um however something I've just noticed a lot of the people that have sent this in are actually like creative people so like work in design Ooh. or some kind of studio and I wonder if because it's like small shapes or clusters or I wonder if it's something to do with like the creative part of your brain like not liking yeah the the shapes or the like the texture or whatever it is yeah could be something I mean, to do with that good theory that there could be a whole f- study on phobias and the types of people that have the same phobias actually rosie you're quite smart there could mm. be could be a thing yeah what like, about mine is definitely texture what about my other one which is whales whales yeah just like In the, the place sh- or no 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 the animal just the sheer size of a whale just doesn't sit right with me why are they so large if i was ever on a boat next to a whale i would have an instant heart attack and it would be the end of me how big is the biggest whale i don't even want to know but I you've don't want probably to know. been you've probably nope. been on a boat and there will have been a, a whale don't near you. do not even say that that gives me immediate cold sweats how are you in the sea because obviously growing up in cyprus you're yep. by the 
deeps ocean I was never a open ocean type gal I always had to like stay closer to the shore because I was just thinking about it when I knew we were going to record this episode I was actually thinking these days it's been a while since I've been properly in the sea and swam obviously for a lot of us but if I now picture myself jumping off a boat which is what I do when I was younger and just being in open water, I don't think I could do it anymore. This is the problem with growing up, though, isn't it? I know. When you were a kid, you have no fear. Worse. Gets worse. No fear at all. But then, like, you panic about panicking, don't you, as an adult? Mm-hmm. Um, like, <laughs> my, fear, my fear of heights has gotten worse with age, too. Terrified. Yeah, see, Terrified. I've got... Do you know what my thing... I, I actually quite like heights. My thing is, I, if I'm on a re- like edge of a cliff or something, I really want, or, like, a really tall building... I want to be on the edge. Like I will push what? myself to like look over. It. And sometimes I think, oh, why don't you just jump and see what happens? Not to kill myself. Like I know I would die, but I get that kind of urge to just want to jump off stuff like really no. high. Mm-mm. No, thank you. I don't oh know what God. that says about me. But that then I do really... want to do like skydives and stuff like that. So I kind of just, <gasps> I, I quite like the thought. I have never done it, but I quite like Would the you go on a helicopter? Mm, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I've sat in one once with Andy Murray. Wow. Didn't, didn't fly anywhere. Um, the BBC did. Anyway, <laughs> um, right. What else have we got? Oh, see, see, this one I can kind of get, get on board with. Wet wooden spoons. Yep. I can get that. Rubbing, that, that, that's also one of mine. Rubbing them on your teeth. Just uh, imagining what, that gives me. What, a wet wooden spoon? Why like, would you imagine, rub it on your teeth? no. Some people eat like with wooden cutlery. Oh yeah, I can't stuff. do that. Like if no, you go to the chip no. shop and it's wooden, I'm like, no, I'll bring my own knife and fork. Thanks. Give me plastic. I know it's bad, but make it biodegradable or something. Terrifying. Um, right. I used to live with someone who had a phobia of bourbon biscuits. Not sure what happened in their childhood. Like an actual phobia where they can't touch them, can't look at them, can't smell them. I mean, a bourbon biscuit's quite inoffensive i'm quite down for a bobs actually dip it in your tea and that mm. Mm, yeah i'm not sure about that one shane perhaps we will have to contact you and look into this further uh what else have we got loads of tripophobia uh tripping over falling into a coat cupboard and gouging my eyes out on a coat peg interesting very specific i can understand but it's not something that i would like live in fear of upon opening a coat cupboard but i mean <laughs> who, who has a coat cupboard i don't have a coat cupboard it's a middle class problem. Yes, okay. No no <laughs> coat hangers hate coat hangers. No, I have coat hangers, coat cupboards. Uh what else have we got? Well, this is offensive. Someone said hull. Whoa. Mm, be having words with that person. Uh what else have we got? We've got pigeons. We've had a couple of pigeons. Uh, butterflies. Quite a few people said butterflies Same. actually. I have a butterfly. Yeah, I actually used to know someone who had a real fear of butterflies because when she was younger, she went to a butterfly house and was wearing a floral dress and all the <laughs> butterflies just went ham and went all over her and she was like crying and screaming because all these like butterflies were on her and the um the like was zookeeper or whatever wouldn't let her out so she's shitting herself she's trying to like run around trying to get out and she had to stand there crying while they came over and peeled off <laughs> so ever since she just shits herself around peacock not peacocks i've just read peacocks butterflies um someone said peacocks which again i mean peacocks are quite they're basically colorful geese aren't they and no one likes a geese (laughs) a goose a goose no one likes geese do they i certainly do i once got bitten by a goose i was running away from a goose 
um I was in its pen thing so it was my own fault but I was only a kid and it started chasing me so I legged it I tried to I was fat as well and I tried to jump over the fence and I was too fat to get over it so it was like <laughs> pecking at me and I was just like screaming for my mum crying she's like what the hell's going on I'm just getting attacked by geese <laughs> goose um but yeah peacocks are basically just colorful geese with a big well, behind tail thing what's that called they're also just fucking show-offs aren't they show-offs mm. big mm. egos Definitely. i've got um a flower flower um, flower as in the flower you bake with because oh. it's just so dusty and horrid my mom would have to wash my bread rolls for school <laughs> who's that you know this person too <laughs> i you kind of get, weirdly i kind of understand it but... what you know when like there's nothing worse especially excuse me I've got hiccups again already you know when you um yeah I can kind of understand it and then it's all over your hands and it's just a bit irritating isn't it excuse me my throat it's like those that. people that know it's like those people that are, are don't like to go to the beach because there's sand everywhere yeah oh sand when you're like when you're like oh I'll just rinse my feet off in the sea and then you walk back and you're just covered in sand again what's the point I quite enjoy it no, I, I like like exfoliating my legs in the sand. But what about balloons, Rosie? How do you feel about balloons? balloons? See, I've 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 got no beef with balloons. Actually, I'm quite all right with them. And is it I... what 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 about what is it about the balloon? This person just wrote balloons. I can imagine because when you feel when it, a blown up balloon, when you touch it, it's got a very strange noise and texture ratio. Mm. I could imagine it's something to do with that. Do you know? And like maybe the fear of it um, popping. Popping. The only thing that I could probably say is could, could be an issue for me around balloons is you know when you big you get static. I hate mm-hmm. it. You know if you wash your hair with like just shampoo by accident and then your hair's really static, it infuriates me. So if there's a balloon and it's making my hair static, that would wind me up. But yeah, yeah, I don't think it's this person's problem. This one's an interesting one, and I've got I've got something to add to this one. So the end of the loo roll, like when mm-hmm. you get to the last layer before the mm-hmm. cardboard, I, I'm on board with this. I have a, I have a thing, which I don't know if it's weird, so I'm keen to get everyone's thoughts on this. If you go to a toilet, like a public bathroom and you know, back in the day when you'd go to the office or whatever, I will always take off the first, like the, the first piece of uh, square of toilet roll because I don't want to touch toilet roll that's had someone else's hands on it. So if I go to the bathroom and there's like a... a do, yeah, so Fran's looking at me with a really surprised face now but like she's going to agree with me but I the thought of touching toilet roll that someone else has had what has used whilst they've just had a wee or a poo I just can't I can't I can't use it so I take it off and I start on like almost like a fresh roll I um I've never thought about it but with my OCD ways you've now totally made me have to do that moving forward Mm, I mean luckily we're at Marseille luckily we're in a pandemic so we're not using public toilets but but there you go. I do it in I do it in your bathroom. Do it in any, <gasps> any bathroom I go to. You do it in my bathroom. Always take off the first piece. Always do. I just can't help Shh. it. Don't waste my toilet paper, Rosie. Well, I, I'll pop it on the side for you. <laughs> you know, you'll just have a collection of single, single squares. <laughs> but I also another thing on that, which is not a phobia, but to my OCD, if I go into the bathroom and I share a bathroom with my flatmate, right? So. If I go into the bathroom and they've put a fresh toilet roll on the handle, but the to- the the roll unravels inside rather than on top 
so it comes always under. on top always I, right on top. so to me it's always. just it's normal like I, 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 I in no world would I ever put it on so that the toilet roll comes out the bottom always has to come over the top but so many people don't do that and it's like why are you making your life more difficult do we have more so I've got I mean I've got more from my end as well which is just people in proper costumes like Halloween costumes Right. You know, like you know, when you walk around Covent Garden and there's a people like doing their little thing, like statues, like performers, human yeah. statues. I can't stand to go anywhere near them because I find them terrifying. And is that is that an issue with people dressing costume, or is that an issue with those particular street artist people? Uh, just the people in costume because there was one Halloween I remember going to Camden and as I was going down the escalators there were about I want to say 40 people that obviously done like a meet up thing to meet in Camden dressed a certain way that were coming on the other end of the escalators and they were like zombies (laughs) and one woman had like a baby coming out of her chest and stuff like that and as I was going down the escalators they were grabbing they were grabbing over the escalators I know it was terrifying because it was me I was leaving to go home on my own and that happened and I I, honestly I was like speechless I couldn't breathe for like five minutes just trying to get down this escalator I thought you were going to say you went to Cyberdog I thought there was going to be a story in Cyberdog when he said Camden I was like what were you oh my god remember Cyberdog does it still exist well, maybe well, not probably right now, not but... anymore. Because I mean, the only reason people bought stuff from there—come on, let's face it—was because of what it was—the shop full of strange creatures but raving. Th- I always, I always thought, like, imagine you going for a job interview there, and like you'd have to dress <laughs> for the part, right? But then, mm-hmm. like, what do you do as a nor- like in your normal day to day? What do you actually, you know, look like? Because you know, are you walking around with neon green and pink dreadlocks? I would imagine and a tutu. That these, I would imagine that these people live live their lives that way. Mm. Who you, also it was like dark and like there was always music a proper on. Rave. Imagine yeah, imagine working there day to day. You'd have to be a bit loopy. Mm. It reminds me actually, oh God, back ten, if not more, ten, twelve years ago, I went to a, a psychedelic trance night. And as you do, and it was the weirdest experience because when I got there, it was filled with like 40, 50, 60 year old people all dressed in like neon outfits and the walls were all painted with like neon mushrooms and like meadows and it was really weird and I've quickly realized what you know what was going on there it was clearly for old people that used to be like ravers back in the day they'd like come out of the woodwork for one night only because this night was once a year and it was psychedelic trance and there's neon mushrooms like painted on the wall so you can imagine so I I deduced from that that it was an event for these old people who used to be ravers to like come out once a year get dressed up in all the crazy neon like Indian headdresses and stuff it was like really extravagant to go and just get off their tits on like acid and do load of drugs and stuff that's the only way I can like imagine what I mean not, Mm -hmm. not imagine I was there I saw it but it was just so weird and psychedelic trance I mean if you awful yeah it's it's a certain type of clientele I think we'll just leave it at that and I remember thinking after I ended up having a really good night um caveat didn't do acid um but I saw a lot of people who clearly did and I remember thinking about it after but what do those people do like as a day job 
because they're probably really normal members of society. True. Probably working in, you know, shops or finance. office jobs. Yeah, really like mundane jobs. No offense to people who work in finance. Um, but they they've like for one night they just turn into these like little trans psychedelic trans creatures, get off the not on tits <laughs> or the t- I've tried to avoid saying that <laughs> uh, and then just go absolutely ham for like 10 hours and then return normal the next day and it was a weird experience I really enjoyed it because it was just so odd like I can't even put into words how weird it was moving on from our f- weird friends and family and ourselves uh, and our phobias should we have a look at ones that exist in day-to-day life that we might have not heard of yeah before? let's do it So the first one is very interesting, seeing that this is currently not an issue for most people. So what are these people with this phobia doing these days? They must, you know, have chosen something else to be afraid of because it's called ergophobia. What do you think ergophobia is? Ergophobia. What's ergonomics? Isn't that it's so it's something to do with that isn't that like how you sit in a chair or something <laughs> that's part of it ergonomics is like stuff that's been designed with our bodies and minds right. so like you can have ergonomic mice for like the way your hand moves when it needs to like click i totally the mouse. thought you were saying mice as in like little little rodents <laughs> no then you've got ergonomic chairs you've got stuff designed ergonomically basically mm. so what could this be then Taking into account these hints. So people who don't like things that fit. Mm, No, it's the fear of the workplace. Really? I've got that. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Well, good for you that that's currently not an issue, Mm. but it's coming back, Rosie, so get ready for it. The next one is called somniphobia. 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 Is it the fear of going to sleep? Yes. Is it actually? Well, do you know why? It's because I've got insomnia, so I, I figured it would be that. It's like the opposite of, of insomnia. And also, <laughs> I, I do understand this one because it's basically the result of people feeling as though they are losing control and nightmares have been known to cause it as well. And I've had it. I've had these moments. You know these moments when you just think about everyday human things and you're like, this is fucking weird. Just like when I think of the fact that we all dance together in public. It's such a weird thing that we're all just like quietly moving away to music. In those moments, sometimes I catch myself being like, what the fuck are we all doing? <laughs> it's a bit like and this Sims thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's so weird. I wonder if aliens look down at us and be like, what are these dickheads what? doing? <laughs> like yeah. just jamming to some beats. Exactly. Or like even like kissing. Think about the the act of kissing. It's so weird. We're just like smooching each other's mouths. It's just like weird (laughs) concepts that we've just become completely normal. But surely when they once started back back in the day at that time, it would have been very strange to start that. Mm. It's just weird. But yeah, like sometimes I've had it in the past where I'm like, this is very strange. I'm going to sleep. I'm about to take my consciousness like offline. It's so bizarre. Mm. Do you know what I do when I, you know, I sleep, I'm terrible. Um, really struggle with my sleep. But what gets me often, and it's so infuriating, I lay down and then I'll suddenly think about thinking. And then I come, I go into this like inception thing. So I'm thinking about thinking about thinking about thinking. <laughs> and it's like, you know, when you're in like a, a, a fun house and there's loads of mirrors and you're yeah. just going on and on and, I, and I'm going through hoops of thinking about thinking about thinking. And it's so frustrating because there's no end to that. 
Mm-hmm. So I have to open my eyes and be like, Rosie, sort yourself out. And then shut my eyes again and then try again. And then I'm thinking about thinking about thinking about it. And it just goes on like that. And I just, every time I have to open my eyes and kind of start, re- reset, start again to try and go to sleep. It's- I get it. I, I have the same sort of sensation. I totally get it. I don't think that that's unusual. Good to know. Next one. I'm going to try to pronounce it correctly so that you don't get the wrong idea okay but i think it's chetophobia 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 is it spelt like ch c-h-a-e t-o-a like chat mm-hmm. chat but then there's an e behind it so chetophobia chetophobia yeah mm, not a clue the fear of people chatting Mm, see at first i thought it was pronounced cheetophobia and then i was like obvious but no it's um the fear of losing your hair oh and like of loose hair so basically like if you have like a hair on your leg that came from your head that oh that's piece of hair that doesn't it's not a phobia but i hate it it's like something's tickling your elbow and you're like what what is it and it's just a hair from your head it's also the being terrified of the hair on your own body Mm. yeah i hate when you have someone else's hair on <gasps> or in your food yeah. no that makes me feel a bit gross that's i can't i can't here's a question if mm-hmm. you're in a restaurant yep and you find a hair in your food right do you move it to the side and keep eating it or do you go that's gross i'm sending it back it depends on the gravity and what the food was because mm. my th- my theory in a restaurant i'll never complain about food i just won't it could be awful it could be cold it could have a hair in it i won't complain about it not because i'm scared to but because in my head as soon as that goes back through to the the chef chef room what's it called the kitchen the The chef room (laughs) it's been a long week the chef room room. (laughs) where the chefs hang out and food happens Uh, (laughs) when when it goes back through i'm convinced they're gonna spit in it and i'm just like it's not worth it it's just not worth because you've heard the the horror stories of of course happening so i'm like i'll just sit quietly and eat my hairy burger or whatever Yeah, the question is, if you were in their position, right, and you were a waitress and you had an awful, awful person at your table that, like, you know, was rude to you, might have called you a name or whatever, and then they complain that the food's cold and they ask for you or the steak's not well done or whatever, and they ask you to take it back to the kitchen now, what would you do, Rosie? Would you be the type to do something gross to it or would you be above it? Of course I wouldn't, but I, yeah... I'm trying to think because I was a waitress when I was younger uh, and I had to do oh god it was oh I've just had flashbacks I don't know if I've mentioned this already on a previous episode I had to do silver service and it was around Christmas and you know what silver service is right I'm not sure so it's it's basically a way of serving food so you have like a big silver like fork and a big silver spoon and a big silver platter and you have to serve so you go around the table and you serve it to them mm -hmm, rather than bringing mm -hmm. the plate out with all the food on and it was Christmas and I was learning how to do silver service I was only about a a couple of days in and sprouts are notorious for being like the hardest ones to serve so like for when you're new they give you the easy stuff like the turkey or whatever but I got given the sprouts and these are really hot. So you have like uh, tea towels on your arm and then this big heavy plate on top and then you're going around spooning it out. And 
Oh God, I'm oh I'm dying inside just thinking about it. So I'm serving these sprouts, and one of the sprouts, oh I'm shuddering. One of the sprouts fell off the spoon into a man's lap. I panicked and just grabbed, grabbed the man's crotch because I went to get the sprout, and then I didn't know what to do with the sprout because I my arm was covered in more sprouts, <laughs> and it was I honestly I've never wanted to die. I, my eyes are watering just thinking about. It. I was so mortified, and I was just like, "What do I do?" And I ran back to the kitchen with this like sprout <laughs> sprout in my hand, and then I was just like, "What have I done? What have I done?" And then another. How old were you? I was eighteen. It was like a weekend. No, I wasn't 18. I was 17 because they sacked me before I turned 18. Um, and then I had another disaster I had, actually, whilst I was waitressing there. And it was a really well-known uh, hotel. It was really known for its Sunday roasts. And then, uh, yeah, anyway, my, my other disaster was pouring gravy down someone's back. I mean, what do you do? Shit. What do you do? Also, you can give them like degree, certain degree burns, right? If that happens. Well, this was actually, this was, I was clearing plates oh. and it was, it was on the plate and I kind of leaned over to grab another plate and yeah, that wasn't great. I didn't last that long there for some reason. Surprise. <laughs> Such a surprise. Groping an old man's crotch to get an escaped <laughs> sprout. To be fair, Rosie, he would have liked that. Oh God, it was filled anyway. Um, I don't know how we managed to just digress onto that. Rosie's tangents. <laughs> oh, we were talking about the chef's room, weren't we? Yeah. So basically, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't complain about the food, and as a waitress, I wouldn't do anything dodgy either. Good. That's really a relief to hear, Rosie, because that makes me think that majority of people hopefully wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, the next phobia is also a difficult one for people with, um, you know, due to COVID. But it's called, and I don't think you'll ever guess it because it doesn't sound like anything in its name. So it's called oikophobia. Ooh, not a clue. It's the fear of houses, being in a house, home surroundings and certain items in a house, be it the toaster, oven, refrigerator or dishwasher. So, I mean, that's quite specific. So being in a house and then also appliances within a house. So my mum's a little bit like this, but not to that extreme in that she hates the thought of being in four walls. So she lives on a boat, um, which is quite unusual. Well, it's actually not that unusual, but because she just didn't want to be in four walls. And Mm -hmm. I I actually get that. I like, you know, it's the thought of having that kind of freedom to move around and not be kind of constricted. But I've not heard about it, you know, being the appliances or things within the home. So how do you function as a human if you don't have a house or or things? I was was about to say... You're going, say, you're going to say homeless people, aren't you? Yeah. That's where my head say, went. Like, but obviously, that's not a choice. Surely you're a homeless usually. person if you've got that. Yeah, but that's not necessarily... They don't have. They probably want to be in a house. That's not a fear of... Unless that is why they're homeless, of course. That's what I'm saying. There must be some homeless people who are there by choice. Possibly. The last one on our list is um, going to be um, something, again, that you're going to be a big fan of because it's people... Hate people. ...who do not... <laughs> Who have a unwarranted fear of bathing, washing, or cleaning? Oh, and it's called a blutophobia. A blutophobia. Right. I mean, I have strong opinions on this. I don't think in this Knew in it. this day and age there is no reason to smell because <laughs> I just don't get it. I just, just why? Why? Why do you smell? Have a wash. Just have a wash. Personal. <laughs> 
hygiene, basic, basic hygiene. There is no, brush your teeth, just brush your teeth. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I just, I don't have time for, for smelly people. And I'm, I'm really bad, actually. I think you know this, Fran. I'm really bad. What you see on my face is exactly who I am and what I am at any given time. I'm not very good at, don't have a poker face, put it that way. So if I mm-hmm. react to something or I notice something, my face will tell it before I, I say it out loud. Uh, so if someone smells around me, I will I will make it known, which is not nice because obviously sometimes people can't, well, in my eyes, they, they, they can help it, but maybe they don't know. Or maybe they just had a really bad day and something's happened and it means that they smell, whatever their reason is. But I, I will, like, I'll walk into a room and be like, have you farted? Or like, have you brushed your teeth today? I say it to Sean sometimes, my flatmate. <laughs> I'm like, have you brushed your teeth today? And it'll be sat at the other end of the room. It's like, yeah, well, I'm like, because something smells. <laughs> it's not Ew. It's not my breath. <laughs> I'm like, well, it, in my head it is. It's like, can you go brush your teeth just in case? <laughs> wow. But I'm really sensitive. We've talked I about this too. before. I'm really, yeah. really Me sensitive too. to like sounds and smells. smells. So do you think, I, I've thought that before, that they're, the, they're connected because they're senses, right? So I think maybe you are just sensitive to senses like sound yeah well my theory is that because I'm so blind my sense of smell um and sense of hearing is like really heightened and that's why like things like misophonia I'm so aware of any like the tiniest of sounds and it's almost Mm -hmm. like I pick up stuff that people can't even hear and then the Mm -hmm. same with smells like my sense of smell is so annoyingly amazing i will smell mm-hmm. everything i'm like a dog i'm basically a dog i know i i've always said like my superhero power is like the sense of smell and that's why i used to really struggle in the mornings on the tube Ooh. because of everyone's like morning morning brush morning yeah. morning do you know the worst on the central line morning garlic breath morning garlic breath like, is the get worst. away it's from the worst. me oh i'll be like passing out mints on the tube just to try and make it more bearable <laughs> Or in summer, in summer when you're like a, a man, a sweaty man or woman, but, yes. but largely men have their arm up and they're wearing like a, a three-piece suit in the middle of summer and they're yep. holding their arms up on the little monkey bar thing and your face is in their armpit and there's nothing you can do about it. It's awful. Oh, awful. God, that's one thing I am grateful for with the pandemic that we don't have to get the tube. I agree. I'm very happy about this. That's something I do not miss whatsoever. Mm-mm. Not one bit. And I've moved house now, so thank God I don't have to get the central line so much anymore. I am pleased to announce that it is my turn on what's in my mouth. Um, this is more enjoyable because Rosie's misophonia is worse than mine, so I enjoy torturing her. Hey, Rosie, are you ready? This one, I'm going to say it um, up front. This one is not... So it is a. a it is a edible food item yep but just think outside the box okay okay ready yep okay the hail what is it a stick Mm, no a nut Mm. oh i just heard like a bubble swallow i'm gonna do one more bite Mm -hmm. sounds like you know that the like the woodwind instrument 
where you have like you go up and down it like ridges and it's like (laughs) Um, are you sure you're not eating wood i am 100 percent confident in that but what i was gonna say is it's a food item Is (gasps) is it one of lola's dog treats no, but I almost went for that to be really? honest, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Just, just to be disgusting. Mm. Um, is it in that realm? Basically, no. This is the way I'm eating this item is not the way it's intended to be eaten. Ooh. What color mm-hmm. is it? Well, that's a shame for you because I'm going to have to say green. But usually, it's not known as a green item. What? This is like a riddle. Is it frozen? In the pack it came with, it was both beige, green, and orange. And it's a food, but is it was it an uncooked food? Yes. Was it a lentil? No. Is it a bean? No. You would normally really cook it to eat it. Is it a legume? No, it's not of the the bean legume vegetable variety. Licorice. No. A cardamom. No. <laughs> but cardamom's also interesting because it's literally in front of me for other reasons. So just think about items that you would normally never eat uncooked. Pasta. Yes! Oh my god, hang on, why is it green and orange? Exactly, it was one of those multicolored, multicolore oh. uh, fusilli pasta packs. Well, there we go. <laughs> so you just ate That's raw pasta. Sh- <laughs> yeah, and I actually quite enjoy it, you know, it's oh. a weird one. Interesting. But that's why I, I felt bad for you because you said, was it, is it green? Because normally you would never, ever think it well, was green. Well, this is the thing when I did actually when, earlier on, you know, when I said about rigid, I did think pasta. But then when you said orange and green, it threw me off. But then you did say beige. So, so I should have mm-hmm. known. Should have gone with my, my gut instinct. Exactly. But you got there. It didn't take I you did, long. Yeah. Um, great. Well, there we go. <laughs> Another successful what's in my mouth. We've managed to guess like pretty much. There's like maybe one or two where we didn't. Mm-hmm. So it's it's due to your spidey senses, I'm Rosie. Exactly, spidey senses tingling. This concludes our episode six. No, seven. that's a lie. This concludes our episode <laughs> seven. Rosie. It was me getting Can it wrong last it? week. <laughs> Can you believe that? Wow. Seven. Okay. Lucky. No, actually, unlucky number seven. It's an unlucky number. Yeah. Thank you for everyone who is listening, genuinely. When we look through... We could do it without you. <laughs> uh, but no, but... I love you we're, so much. We're, we're really surprised by... When we look like where people are listening in the world, we weren't expecting people to actually tune in. So we we very much appreciate it. And we will try and, and, and keep, the, keep the content coming for you guys since yes. you're listening, so... We will continue. God bless you all, as they say. And anyway, and if you do have any topics or suggestions or feedback, do let us know either um, in the comments on Instagram, drop us a message at Drunk With Friends Podcast, or through whichever platform you're listening through. Because I know some of the platforms we're on, you can actually comment and leave reviews and all that kind of snazzy jazz. So we would much appreciate it. And any feedback is always welcome. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye. So much. (laughs)